4: I'm going to be talking today about how startups can leverage online communities to promote their businesses and products. You can build an awful lot of mind share and market share even before you're funded with what we used to call in the analog world things like guerrilla marketing. In other words, marketing without spending a fortune. Naturally, with SEOmoz, I've been talking about inbound marketing and uh if you will, the earned media marketing for a long time. Rather than in-your-face advertising, uh, advertisements purchased and designed to interrupt your experience either on the web or throughout the day, I'm a real proponent of what Ian Lurie called so many years ago conversation marketing or what Dharma Shah calls inbound marketing and uh, what the rest of the world also knows as even earned media marketing. So this is marketing and information that is provided to a a potential customer without an in-your-face advertisement. It's provided to them when they're looking for your stuff, ergo the origins of search. But inbound marketing, or this idea of earned media and so on, goes well beyond a search engine or SERP pages. Uh, It goes, of course, into social media. As the social media platforms grew up around the web, we found that there were signals that even the search engines were picking up because they found that they were better signals, if you will, than links. Think about it. Links have always been a kind of lousy signal. They told you that somebody linked from point A to point B, but it couldn't tell you sentiment. If I link to you from the words best things since sliced bread, well, that's nice. But suppose I linked to you from, gee, these guys are awful. It's also nice to have the link because it got you further up on the SERPs, in other words, the search engine result pages, but it doesn't necessarily give you sentiment. The other thing that social media will give you is recency. It tells you what we're thinking about today. Right? On Twitter, you get the beat, the pulse of the day within your communities, be they professional or personal, by the minute, by the second, You know what people are talking about this morning versus this afternoon or yesterday. And again, if you think about it, we don't really much care what the weather was, unless, of course, we're talking about places like Miami, which had pretty much a hurricane last night, and it's headed into the southeast of the United States today. Then we talk about it the next morning. Otherwise, we really want to talk about the weather tonight and tomorrow and this weekend, and can we have a picnic, and can we go out with our friends. So we look for recency, immediacy of the issue, the trending of the topic, whether things are increasing in conversation or decreasing, and whether or not people are positive or negative about it. So we look for sentiment around it. All of those things in social media are interesting, and they're all tactical issues that marketers of all stages of companies will use. But here's something really interesting. On these multiple social media platforms, and if you go to something like, I don't know, Google Images or something, and pick up images of the icons of social media platforms, you will now find literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, in a single image and growing, right? The question is really... What do we build on those social media platforms? It isn't about how often you tweet per day about a subject, how many times you show up in your Facebook page or your LinkedIn page, and so on. It isn't the tactical stuff I'm interested in. It's the theory behind it. It's the strategy. And understanding that will help you understand how to leverage this fine platform in so many countries, in so many languages, in so many ways. What we build on social media platforms... communities. They are communities of humans with similar interests and interests are good but they aren't nearly so sticky as some of the other things that we can attribute to the concept of communities. I'm going to tell you a story so I can tell you another story and you'll get the idea. I travel a lot People joke with me that I should carry a photo of my bed in my wallet just to remind me that I have one. Well, actually, that's not quite what they say. My socio-professional group, the joke is that I should carry that phone, uh, excuse me, photo on my cell phone. And the fact that I still think of it as a photo in the wallet joke rather than a photo in a cell phone joke kind of demonstrates that I'm a digital immigrant, not a digital native. Okay. But we can talk about that another time. I digress. So where was I? I travel. Yeah, a lot. And when you travel a lot, it's pragmatic to choose a hotel train, a hotel chain, and you start playing the game. Gamification is something we can also talk about uh, around the social media platforms and around community management and so on. But for the moment, let's just focus on the game. It's all about points and levels. We collect the points. We reach the levels, uh, hotels, airlines, credit cards, both analog and digital games. They use these principles. So with hotels, I play the game most often with the Hyatt and the Hilton brands. That's where I enjoy Diamond status. Now, on my first trip to Tokyo, I stayed at something called the Park Hyatt, and it was a stunning property. It's in the center of everything, above everything, 60-something stories above the, you know, the city and so on. And in Tokyo, where prices of hotels at the time could easily run 500 a night US dollars, these guys were having a sale, buy two nights, get one free, bringing it down to actually a reasonable price per night so quite amazing off I went and my first sale with the brand had to do with a promotion nothing about the community but once I was there I was already building things like points and who knows what cuz I had joined this little thing called the Hyatt Gold Passport Club why not right I'm headed to the hotel after I started collecting those points right I got a little bit closer to the next level I could get closer to a free night, and depending on how many points, the quality of the hotel, all of that, but more than that, it was the number of nights and the number of stays, and then I then I get to this next level of play in which I get some kind of perks, and the perks go up the higher your levels are. This is in games, obviously, online and offline. It happens everywhere in the world. All right. So, several years and about 120 stays later and 42 higher properties later around the world... I enjoy and I rely on the perks of top-tier membership at the Hyatt Gold Passport Club. So, if there's no Hyatt available, the next one I'll choose is the Hilton. But when there is one, or even several, I'll be looking at things like TripAdvisor and Oyster and stuff like that. Now, Oyster.com is a great little site, gives you photos that kind of fake out the marketing photos. They'll tell you what it really looks like. So I check that out. TripAdvisor, huge amounts of reviews, and real travelers. I check that one out, too. So now... I'm into something else. I'm looking for conversations from my peers around a property. We're getting a little closer to the concept of community, but we're not quite there. But recently, I spent an extra couple of days in Chicago, and I needed to you know, find a place in between. So, of course, I checked out some Hyatts. I figured I wouldn't stay right in town. I would go visit some friends, and so I chose something outside of town. I was going to go to the Hyatt. Schaumburg property. It's a Regency and I like those because they have a Regency club and they give you breakfast and snacks and the daily papers and so on. So that's great. But then I went to TripAdvisor because there were two Hyatt hotels reasonably close by. There's another one in Deerfield not too far away. So now I'm checking out two of them and I realize that the first five or ten reviews at the Schaumburg property are really bad at TripAdvisor. And every single time the Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg had some associate who was assigned to respond to these issues, and they did every single time. But the first five or six responded you know, to negative ones, and then they finally there was one that was kind of an okay review, and the response was, we're thrilled that you loved our property and so on. Right? The corporate response was so canned and so stilted and so restrained that the person on the other end obviously had no idea how to handle a social media platform or how to build a community around their property. So they were kind of in trouble now. I actually went to the other property. I didn't go to the Schaumburg property. And I'm a Hyatt fan, and I'm a Regency fan, but it talked me out of it. So there's something more going on. It isn't sufficient that you're engaged in social media properties. It isn't sufficient that you get the word out by having a lot of these accounts and so on, right? It was totally ineffective. By the third or fourth complaint, by this robot response, I was more convinced than ever that the employees of that particular property were going to blow me off if I had an issue that I needed solved during my stay. So hello, Deerfield Hyatt. You got better reviews. Okay. Okay. Clearly, the game has changed. Everything that we learned in marketing school, or perhaps in SEO, has also changed. The question is, what happened? When we come back, I'm going to talk about what happened. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach, hoping that you're finding us on Facebook at CEO Coach Podcast on Facebook, and that you've downloaded the new iPhone app. Pretty hot stuff. Download that iPhone app for Webmaster Radio. This is Jillian Music. We'll be right back.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this.
5: Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com.
3: Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's e-brands with a Z for eBrands. Radio's virtual auto WebmasterRadio.fm, moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: Welcome back. We're talking about uh, stealth or uh, inexpensive uh, marketing even before you get funded. We're talking about how to understand the social media platforms, the organic search world and so on so that you can market your product and your business even before you have funds for things like uh, paid advertising. So... We've talked a little bit about the nature of what we build on social media platforms, the fact that mere engagement is insufficient to convince anybody to show up, especially if you're getting things like poor reviews, and so on. What you're looking to build on a social media platform is a community. Social media has robbed us of the ability to spin the message. That's what happened. With more than a billion engaged users on Facebook alone and another billion or so on other social platforms such as Google+, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, literally millions of industry-specific social media platforms, blogs, and forums, whatever is true inside your company will out. Even if you have ironclad agreements with your employees that they must not even own a Twitter or Facebook account, their spouses, their parents, their children, their friends, and the people at the table across the way who are listening at their luncheon conversation have no such agreements with your company. And certainly, your customers have no such agreement. So whatever is true inside a company will show up most often in the customer service experience, and the truth will out. Now, it's easy to demonstrate that in my little story about a hotel, right? It will happen with hard products, it'll happen with services, it will happen with experiential things such as hotels or other entertainment issues. Companies that understand the ramifications of this reality are thriving, and those that don't, even the monsters of the 20th century, already have bricks falling off their gilded edifices. They are the remnants of a boastful, narcissistic, 20th century corporate image. They don't get it, just like my example. So many of those companies don't even see or know that they are failing yet. And you can show them. They're not going to like the message. As a startup, you have a dearth of funds in general before funding, right? But you have some time on your hands. Granted, your days are crazy busy. I get that. But the question is, what is your best and highest use of time? And at the very earliest days of your startup, I would suggest that the best and earliest use of time is to create a community of fans around what you're building and what you're doing. For example, you can go to things like um, crowdsource funding sites. Several of them are popping up now. You can get people engaged around your idea that way and you can even get some funding. Kickstarter for example is one of those places. Now they're not about to go fund a for-profit company and so on and so forth but they can get involved with your idea. So there are other places out there where you might want to get people involved with the idea and that would be places like the social media platforms but putting up your own Facebook page or your own Twitter page or your own Pinterest page is only the start. Right? That's all narcissistic Then it's about me. It's about engaging with others and drawing them over to your space by hopping into other conversations and discussing things from your point of view. If, again, you discuss it in terms of interruptive advertising and just essentially put an ad that says, come on over and see what I did, come on over and see what I did, right? again, people will look at you the way they did in school. You will not be a welcome member of any group or community inside a school or online if you're full of yourself. So understanding those things, that's tactical. All right. But over the course of commercial history, commerce has morphed from individual trading to storefronts. And a common currency was created around it to manage those asynchronous uh, you know, uh, purchases and trades, if you will. And then the larger those corporate entities became, the more distant they became from their customers. Technology helped that chasm to widen. Now we have international trading and it's become commonplace, while a handshake on a main street shop becomes increasingly rare. So as we understand the nature of what goes on in social media platforms, and the nature of where commerce has brought us, the question is how do you recreate that connection between people who have an interest in your product, between yourself and those people, and those people and each other. Let's take a look at the nature itself of communities. Humans are gregarious. From our earliest existence, we've tended to cluster for survival. Take a moment to think about the nature of clusters, groups, and communities. There are cosmic clusters, clusters of stars. Would you say they are communities? I doubt it, right? There is certainly some kind of a physical attraction among them, right? This magnetic, if you will, attraction, and they cluster. That's a different issue. Take the very smallest things, for example, cells, Cellular structure itself, again, is this clustering of individual components right down to the most minute pieces of the the elements and the atoms and the pieces of them that make up our human bodies, not just the rest of life or not life, if you will, on the planet. Aspen trees are interesting. They appear to be separate trees, separate organisms on the surface, but when you check it out, it's all a single root system. It can go on for... Square miles, I mean, hundreds of square miles, amazing stuff. I've seen photos of it, right? Underwater, we go in schools of fish, same thing. And humans have clustered together since the beginning of time. They do so in groups to, uh, you know, with structure and organization, originally for survival, as do all mammals in some form or another, right but they do so and then they begin to communicate in more complex ways and aha now we have this concept of community emerging into our understanding right what is the nature of these human communities is it a community if we all gathered for example in 2008 millions of people gathered on a washington dc mall right there was a momentous thing happening there The inauguration of a president. And it was quite momentous. People gathered there. Does it make a community or was that a group of people? Well, they shared some things. They may have shared a passion for around an idea or this concept of being um, U.S. citizens or observing this, this transition of power and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, they kind of separated and went their separate ways. So we look for things that are specific to communities. Right? They are strong, lang- long-lasting communities, and they share really four basic elements. It's shared values, shared goals, shared experience, right? and then there is this concept of a shared place to gather. So if you look at the three elements that you're looking to address, it's shared values, goals, and experiences. If you're looking at what you need to do, it's to provide them a place to meet and talk, right? So shared interest groups help support your brand, right? Interests, yes, right? It's perhaps how we first get together. I like sailing and the other guy does, or I like jogging and the other guy does. Yeah, we have some interests together, right? But the intensity of shared values goals and the most intense, the shared experience, the most sticky among them, is what you're looking at as you begin to look to spread the word about the ideas and concepts of not just what you're selling, but the nature of the uh, business that you're building. All right. So you identify and understand these motivators. And then you can create a long-lasting community of your own. You can do so without expending capital. It takes time and effort. All right. The intensity of the shared experience is the pivotal point on this entire discussion. People who, for example, fought in World War I, went to each other's funerals to the last man standing. Right. They had shared an experience with which they could discuss very little, often even with their lovers and their spouses and other friends to the end of days. But they supported each other, sometimes very silently, but they were very intensely connected. That shared experience overrode experiences that went on for the rest of their days. Right. Many people who come back from combat ex- uh, experienced that as well. Uh, People who do intense labor, uh, things like emergency room physicians, uh, firemen, uh, police, people who are in intense jobs, understand the pressures, the joys, the challenges of the situation. They share that experience. And again, the intensity, the increasing intensity of the shared experience increases the stickiness of the community. Mommy bloggers, for example, they're a fine example of people who come from many walks of life, but they're Uh, connected by this experience of parenthood right they share this family value they've chosen to give birth to children and they are raising them they talk about it religious political educational communities they might share also the same goals as well as the shared experience but the more intense the shared experience the more intense the community around it so both online and offline marketers can spend a lot of time developing and marketing to personas i suggest You look at the existing communities of people who are connected by a single or ongoing intense experience and see the varieties of personas that are present in those communities. I would propose that while personas can give us an idea of who our buyers are or engagers with our brand might be, connecting a variety of people through their mutual connection in a single transcended value, goal, or experience can be extremely valuable over a much longer period of time. When we get back, we'll talk about this just a little bit more and bring it home here at CEO Coach.
3: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this.
0: How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com.
2: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition.
5: To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
3: WebmasterRadio.fm. Take your hat off, kick your feet up, and log into the feed. We're here for you 24-7. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
4: And welcome back. We're talking about communities and how to market to them and how to develop your own community by reaching out to those that are existing. So if you're a startup, here are your takeaways today. I'm telling you to go out and build a community around your business. If you do so, it will actually increase the valuation of your corporation when it gets down to funding. Imagine that. Because they will, the VCs and the angels and so on, they will look to see how big your traction is. You've got to gain traction. You've got to gain it not just to sell a product, but to gain it around the entire concept of what it is you're building. So seek out existing communities online in which the members are discussing some shared experience that is related to your business an easy one. If you're selling things like children's toys, you seek out these mommy blogger groups. These are the key communicators to the communities of moms. You connect with them around their concerns for educational value, uh, safety, long-term play value, cost structure. Discuss their issues. Discuss their concerns. Talk about whether children of any given age should be playing with things that are online or offline or whether children should be permitted to have electronic devices. Is it good for them? Discuss these things in depth. You have some expertise in it. I would hope you do, and if you don't, you're not building a very solid company. Talk about the people who are working with you on this project, about what motivated you to go and build whatever it is you're building and selling. They will spread the word about something that you're beginning to build because you're not even selling it yet. You are so early in your idea stage that this is when you can build community around it. There is nothing more powerful to a startup than having a ready willing, committed, and raving fan community around its idea before it launches. So don't wait. If you're at the earliest stage, get out there into the communities that are discussing your ideas. Make sure you're on the right track. Connect with the people who can help you now and in the future to build the best company possible. And remember always, whatever is true inside your company will out. Make sure that you treat yourselves, your people, your employees, your customers extremely well. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week. Uh, I'll be inviting John Corby in to discuss things like alternatives to uh, simple options in investment in your corporation. Perhaps things like dividends will be more exciting to some of your potential investors. We'll also be talking about some best practices on investment. I hope you'll join me at my Facebook page set up by webmasterradio.fm you'll find us at facebook.com/ceo coach podcast and of course download that iphone app way cool you can now listen to webmasterradio.fm on your iphone you can of course also download these podcasts at itunes and at webmasterradio.fm we'll be back next week
2: This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place.